This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, how secure is your computer and your internal network? Could it survive malware or a virus? For most of us, our system just runs and it's out of sight, out of mind until something happens. I'm with my friend Tom Ciertino, a local shop owner in my hometown, and his business computer got hacked. Tom's personal accounts were also hacked. He bought a couple of laptops that he didn't know about until he found out. Don't let this happen to you. Now keep listening to find out how Tom discovered the hack and the changes he made to protect his network. This could happen to you, but I hope not. Hey, thanks to our sponsor, Apex and Shopware. I bet we all know a shop owner, service advisor, or technician who has truly gone above and beyond in 2022. Now it's time to nominate them for the third annual Apex Service and Repair Rewards. Hey, don't wait. Do it right now. Get on the web. Print out the form so you can see what you need. Nominations are due August 31st. I so believe in these honors. Please go the extra mile and nominate someone. Go to aapexshow.com slash service awards. Hey, are you spending your nights at the shop or worrying about the shop at all? Well, get the numbers you need to see what's going on with each tech and each profit center. Thanks to advanced analytics from our friends at GetShopware.com. And then get some sleep. Hey, Remarkable Results Radio, Carm Capriato, and I'm honored to have Tom Ciortino, Total Automotive Tonawanda, New York. Hello, Tom. Hey, how are you, Carm? I am great, buddy. I am not happy. I am not happy that we're having this podcast. Well, it can happen to you, I guess is how we title it. (laughs) That's right. My computer got hacked. It can happen to you. A good friend of mine sitting next to him at a a meeting, and he goes, yeah, my computer got hacked. And I go, oh, episode, we got to talk about it. So thanks for coming on. I've been lucky, I guess, as an individual my whole life that I've never had anything like this happen to me. And since you since you're the expert now and you've been through it, I just can't wait to hear about, you know, what what did you notice? How did it feel? What did it look like? And then and then what did you do? So I I really want to turn it over to you and I want to listen and ask a few questions. The title it, it can happen to you is probably uh, a good title because uh, I never thought it would happen to me. Started out as a regular day. Um, my wife uh, handles all the accounts uh, receivable and payable. And uh, she got the credit card statement. And uh, I got that dreaded, hey, what are all these charges on here? There were airfares all over the country and all over the uh, the world uh, on my credit card. So we started digging into it, found out that they, they had hacked in and gotten my credit card. Made some phone calls, uh, got the credit card uh, you know, company involved, and um, it thought that was the end of it um, until, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, sitting at my house at night doing some paperwork and had to go on to uh, order some stuff on Amazon. Mysteriously on my Amazon account, there was uh, there was two uh, laptops purchased on my Amazon account. Now I really started digging. Obviously did the right stuff with that, reversed the charges, notified Amazon, everything we had to do with that. Couldn't figure out how it happened. The only link was is uh, that the shop was involved. So w- we called in our IT guy. Uh, came in and within probably about 15 minutes of looking at my computer system says, oh yeah, they were uh, working in the background on one of your terminals uh, while you were in the shop. (laughs) You couldn't see them, but they were in your system. Uh, Tom, is that called malware, like malicious stuff going on? 
I don't know if it was a malware or if it was, uh, you know, just that they had gained access to my network somehow, some way. But once they were in my network at the shop, they had my um, my passwords. You know, they got into my Google account, which was uh, my passwords, and then they got into my Amazon, obviously. They had uh, made some purchases, and they, so they had the credit card from that was stored on the Amazon account, which first red flag, storing your Amazon credit cards on your Amazon account. My logical mind says, well, if you look up uh, where it was shipped to, wherever that laptop, that Amazon laptop was shipped to, uh, you'd pretty much be able to find the perpetrators, but that's probably just a phony address, right? Well, you know what the funny part about that was is is um, I'm kind of a uh, uh, sleuth type of guy that wanted to figure out what was going on. On my Amazon account, they actually used my son's name. His name was stored on my Amazon account. They used my American Express card. The clincher was they shipped to an address in uh, Rochester, New York, which was about 80 miles away from me. You know, I immediately started to research the address, where it was. I was ready to get in my car at 10 o'clock at night and drive up there and knock on their door. I thought about that for a second. That probably wouldn't have been a good thing to do. So I actually contacted the local police agency, which it's a small town. They put me in touch with the officer on duty in that area. And he called me on his cell phone from his car and he said, I'll go knock on their door for you. And he went right to their house, which was, I thought was amazing. The funnier part is, is he knocked on the door and somebody came to the door and he said, Hey, you know, we're looking for an Amazon package um, that may have been dropped at your address. Um, was anything dropped off today? And the girl that answered the door said, Oh yeah, it's right here. And handed it to the cops. They recovered the two laptops um, from the address, which was, you know, <laughs> I thought it was amazing. He called me back about a half hour later and he says, Hey, I got the two laptops that they bought on your account. So, um, they put them in the property room up in, in there and, uh, we dealt with it from there. Being a sleuth, I would love to know what else you were thinking. Were the people in that house perpetrators? The girl said she worked at a shipping company and the, uh, the people at the shipping company regularly ship uh, packages to employees' addresses. Whether that's a front to just have them untraceable to the shipping company or what. Um, the biggest part about it, though, was is the, the officer couldn't do anything. He couldn't prove that the girl placed the order. So there was no case to stand on, and that's how they get away with it. It, it just proves that if you do a little digging, um, you know, you can figure out what went on with these people. Walk me through what happened with the IT guy coming in there and then somehow gotten, got to lock this thing down. It wasn't my complete network, so it wasn't like they had got into customer information, anything else. They, they actually accessed only one out of my six terminals in the shop. Once he figured out what it was, it was locking down all the passwords. Um, you know, obviously, I had to change, you know, all my credit card information. I had to dispute all the claims. I had to lock down the computer system um, as far as password protect everything. And that's the biggest hassle about it all. We get kind of uh, lax. If you're in business, you know every website, every parts ordering vendor, everything you do requires a password. And it's just easy to come up with a usable password for all those things. We had to go to encrypted passwords on everything now. So they're 
you know, 11 to 15 digits long, they're uppercase, lowercase symbols. There's no way you're going to remember them all. It's made our day a little more difficult because we've had to use all these encrypted passwords. So did you get some kind of uh, password vault that helps you generate them and save them in a different way? We, we haven't done that yet, but yes, we're going to get one central location where we can save all the passwords um, so they're secure. And that's the next step. But I guess the lesson to be learned is even because we're small businesses, if they can get into it, they're going to. And actually, some small businesses are probably more vulnerable than others. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, if you're a big corporation, I mean, you have the department to handle security and, and watch the network and that we wear all the hats in a small business. And, you know, we sometimes get caught up in not being able to watch the little things that may mean a lot. Have a system in place, checks and balances within your business. I mean, I'm fortunate that my wife does all the bill paying and she's a very detail-oriented person. So as soon as she saw it, she knew a red flag went up. I mean, she's so detail-oriented when she does the bank recs, if it's a penny off, she'll find it. Hey, Carm here. Now, I bet we all know a shop owner, service advisor, or technician who has truly gone above and beyond in 2022 and who represents the best of the best. Now it's time to nominate them for the third annual Apex Service and Repair Awards. Now, these awards will recognize a shop owner of the year, service advisor of the year, and technician of the year. An independent panel of shop owners will select the award recipients based on their commitment to training, as well as community, charitable, and industry involvement. Apex will honor and celebrate the award winners during the opening keynote address at Apex 2022 in November in Las Vegas. Hey, don't wait. Nominations are due by August 31st. To nominate your outstanding industry leader, go to aapexshow.com slash service awards. Now, I know you know an outstanding shop owner, service advisor, or technician who's gone above and beyond this year. aapexshow.com slash service awards. If you run more than one shop, you know how vital it is to keep up with how each one is performing. But it can drive you crazy to log in and out of each shop's database as you try to compare KPIs. Well, look, stop making it hard. With Shopware's advanced analytics, you can easily pull all that data into one report. Heck, you can even set up the system to pump it out in a graph or a chart and then email it to you anytime you want. Why tax your brain before you even start looking for trends and wins to celebrate? Let the computer do the work for you. Spend less time sifting through pages of numbers. Now, once you see your business's potential right in front of you, you can take steps to make it even better. And then you can take a night off to enjoy the time you just won back. Benefit, go with the team that created DVX. My friends at GetShopware.com. Say your bill comes in for a thousand dollars, and now it's fifteen hundred. You may not think anything, but if if it's like three or four grand, now you look. Unrelated to you just brought it up, but unrelated to this whole um, hacking incident. When I was first in business, I had an employee um, steal a sizable amount of money from me, which I was able to recover. It was so easy to have it happen within my business because I was young, inexperienced, and and didn't have the systems in place. I made the deposits up for the bank every day, and her job was to take the deposit to the bank. The only job she had was drop it at the bank. 
And she took separate deposit slips out of my drawer, remade up the deposit slips with only checks on it because we did a lot of check business back in those days and skimmed the cash. And um, she skimmed it for five weeks until my bank statement came in and I did the reconcile and noticed the the inconsistencies. But she had skimmed about $8,000 in cash in five weeks. There again, small business not paying attention. I was a one-man show at that time with one employee. When I got a chance to do it, I was able to get to it and figure it out. Now it's just a different scale. We can't see it as easy as skimming cash. We, you know, it was on the internet. We had to, we had to watch it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the real world out there. We cannot ignore the fact that this stuff goes on. Now back to the computer thing, IT specialist come in, uh, even if, if he was not on site or if he was e- virtual, it doesn't matter. But what kind of checks and balances uh, besides uh, heavily encrypted passwords are you doing? He put stronger firewalls on. Um, he uh, encrypted the network passwords a, a little bit stronger than they were before. So he, I'm not a computer guy. So if you know when the computer guys come in, they kind of hack away on the computer and you really don't know what they're doing. But he, he was able to secure it down and we actually monitor it now. I was unaware that you could actually watch your Google activity throughout the day. We now check our Google activity you know, a couple, three times a week, we'll go on and we'll scan through the, the activity, who was on, you know, at what times. Um, and we look for red flags. Uh, the red flags last time were they were on in the middle of the night. We would see activity at one, two o'clock in the morning on our Google account when we're all sleeping. That was one uh, thing that we were able to pick up on to, to uh, figure out what was going on. A question. So the computers and or the laptops hooked to your network are on 24 hours a day? They are. They're on because some of the reporting that goes on happens in the middle of the night. Like uh, Carfax will pull their report in the middle of the night of our activity for the day so that uh, they can update Carfax. So we leave our computers on so they're on all the time. Can't you just say you want your report getting during the day? We may wind up with a procedure policy when we get all done with this where computers get shut off at the end of the night. I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, how I run my great little media company here and all this the firewalls and the checks and balances of the network and all that stuff. And uh, I think I'm doing some stuff right. But I also think that I personally could maybe do some improvements, too. The key to it all, though, is when it happens have the pieces in place that can help you out. Have a good IT guy. Um, my banker, uh, you know, called him right away to let him know what was going on. The biggest glaring things that I saw through all this is how different credit card companies handle fraud and the chargebacks. And that, that was the biggest lesson learned from all this. I'm rethinking where I place my credit card business. American Express... One phone call, done. No questions asked, done. Visa, uh, several phone calls, 90 days to get it straightened out. American Express, um, not in this situation because it was done on my account, on, on an Amazon account. They didn't pick up on the fraud right away, but American Express will pick up on the fraud right away and send me a text message. I got nothing with $5,000 in charges from MasterCard and Visa. And these were airfares to Dubai out of Utah um, from New York City 
to Colorado. They were they were all at the same time going out of different airports, going to different parts of the country, going to different parts of the world. And they never even sent me an email or text message saying that there was something going on. And it took 90 days for for them to charge back the items to my account. So for three months, my wife had to reconcile the Visa and MasterCard to what was still an old charge and what was a, a, a current charge. Different credit cards ask how their fraud protection is. And, and, and Visa's response to me is, well, you have to ask for fraud protection. We don't put it on automatically. They're probably losing my business at this point. So I'm sitting here flabbergasted to think that you'd have to do all that work. By it, here comes the visa bill. Well, let's let's take off those fraudulent charges. And oh, their computer is going to charge me the interest and a penalty and all that stuff. And you had to keep playing with that and playing with that. To your point, God bless American Express for figuring this out probably years ago and doing it right. And for you say Visa Mastercard, not really uh, stepping to the plate. They dropped the ball as far as I'm concerned. Um, their customer service was okay. Yeah, we'll note it and we'll get back to you. And you know, I got a couple of emails. I had to make a few phone calls after after 60 days. I made a phone call. I said, "Why are these charges still in my account?" They said, "Well, they have to actually contact the person that got charged or that you know was collecting the money." So in this place, it was, you know, American Airlines and all the airlines. If they say it wasn't their fault and they dispute it, um, we have to wait 90 days before we can charge it back. Basically, they held the money for 90 days until it got charged back is what happened. Your IT guy, did he figure out any other uh, point of entree? Never figured it out and he probably never will. That's the problem. I don't know if anybody's ever used it, but I was always skeptical of it. You've heard the commercials LifeLock. Um, they recommended doing something like that. I did sign up for it. And one of their things is to do a search on the dark web. And I found some interesting stuff on the dark web, um, how your information gets out there. If anybody ever wants to do it, do it, because it's it's pretty interesting to see how your name is out there. How do you do it? Well, you have to sign up for the service. So it's a, it's a couple hundred dollars. I think it was a couple hundred dollars for a year. But then once you sign up for it, you put your information in. Um, one of the things you can hit is, is a dark web search. And you'll find that your name's out there. You'll find that your information, address. Um, and sometimes, um, in my case, uh, my name was attached to some different addresses. Once they get your name, they can go ahead and attach it to a different address, which is what happened in this case. So even though you think I'm secure, I my name isn't out there, your name's out there, which was surprising. Lessons learned. Okay. Um, are you confident going forward that uh, you've got, you've put in policies in play to uh, maybe prevent this from ever happening again? Well, we put the policies in place, uh, you know, and we hope that it doesn't happen again. I guess you never know because they just keep getting smarter and they keep getting more uh, in-depth in how they're going to do that. So warning to everyone that we know here, you know, in in our podcast listening audience that uh, uh, a a peer of yours owns a wonderful, wonderful shop up in Tonawanda, New York. I'm happy that you're you're here telling us this story that, you you know, your business wasn't ruined, your life wasn't ruined. But uh, thank you for Anne for being so detailed that she was able to come up with 
immediately says, Tom, what are you buying here? Yep. The big thing is, is just pay attention, guys. Just pay attention to what's going on. It's good to pay attention to what's happening with the cars coming in all day and the customers coming in and out, but pay attention to the rest of the stuff. And get some deep, long, heavy passwords in a good password vault, I guess. Can't remember all these uh, 11, 12-digit upper, lowercase symbol things. Who can remember them? You can't. It's impossible. Well, thank you for coming on the show. It was uh, short and sweet and to the point. And buyer beware is the caveat emptor is the word of the day here. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Tom Ciotino, Total Automotive, Tonawanda, New York. Thanks for coming in and talking about It Can Happen to You. No problem. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time... 